We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com backslash CMOS and get on your way to being your best self. What up, CMOS girlies? Kate and I are back. You know, we podcasted two days ago, but the mics are out. We're back here. It's a, what night is it? Tuesday evening? And you just heard our latest gift guide episode, but we're coming at you with a Q&A. How's it going over there, Emma? It's going good. It's been a good week and I get to fly back home on, what, Saturday? So... I'm very eager to be home with the fam because I enjoy being home and being a baby and having my parents take care of me. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I love that for you. Feel nothing has really happened in the last 48 hours that we've potted. It's just been wake up, work out, do work, go on an evening walk, eat some dinner, go to bed. Yeah. I mean, you got on TikTok. That's big. Yeah. I hope that my, what, where am I at? 63 followers are enjoying me. There's definitely some like bots that are you know popping around and i'm getting i got some weird comment about like you're definitely gorgeous from a man named derek i'm like you're not real you're (laughs) probably like i don't know (laughs) scary you know how you always will get like instagram dms from weird sugar daddies yes that's the energy i'm getting we need to study into those i don't know if people have had those ever happened before but it's basically just getting a dm from a random account it's like hey baby i want to take care of you for a four thousand dollars monthly allowance and i'm like i've also been getting hella spam calls lately from the same number and i had to block them because i was getting so scared and i don't answer my phone if i don't know the number um but so you did answer that pardon you answered it then or you didn't answer it? No, I never answer spam calls, yeah, but I'm just okay. saying I've also been getting crazy spam calls, but I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. Filming is like hard in my apartment. Like my lighting sucks. Yeah, and I don't same. know how girlies 
manage to do aesthetic stuff because I also don't I'm not gonna buy a fucking tripod like that's embarrassing for me um so you know I have to like prop stuff up on like a magnesium bottle stay in my life and, bitch stay in my life <laughs> yeah I mean like I I'm not complaining because I'm like this isn't even my job or anything but it's just it's so goofy when I see other people put in so much work and I'm like yeah like that's probably what you should do but also I don't give a fuck yeah you're finally I'm just here my- to shit post kind of you're finally putting on my clown shoes i don't have a ring light but i just have this random lamp that has decent light and anytime i do like a talking video i will just put it into random like most of my videos i do in the kitchen because i can put the light up and like once again it goes against a magnesium bottle my phone does but i it's weird because when i first got on tiktok i was like so into the shit posting like i would just throw my phone on a random like street outside and talk into it there'd be people in the background which i still do here and there but girl like every time i've tried to film a fucking like breakfast or like some sort of cute video in my home it doesn't work because i don't have lighting you know my situation i live on the ground floor next to a fucking parking garage it's like not a good thing there's no lighting for me so i seriously thought about moving last year because i was like i think that my like social media career would do better if i had better natural lighting which is one of the dumbest things i've ever said out loud and then i was like i'm not fucking moving for tiktok god hell no um so love that for you my only update that the CMS girls already know about is I I ran high um yesterday or today oh my god fuck so today's Tuesday six miles easy run I'm not saying easy run to be an asshole if you're a runner there's like different types of runs you do and this was just like keep your heart in zone two don't do anything that's too hard you should be able to hold a conversation the whole time right if you're a runner and you know it's really hard to run slower than you want to like you just want to feel good you want to get the endorphins and so when you have to consciously like tell yourself to slow down the runs kind of drag on so I said you know what today is going to be my day yesterday I put on a trench coat and I put on some sad music and I walked to a dispensary and I was like hello I need a (laughs) pre-roll and the guy was like do you want strong medium or mix and I was like uh frankly I would want like weak but like I don't have any fucking options so he's like he's like I'll give you this and I'm like sure and I, there was some person, I walked out of the fucking dispensary and I had like a weird, my hood up and like a trench coat. I looked like a gremlin in my hoparas and someone was wearing hokas and they were with two people and they walked by and they're like, oh my God, I follow you on TikTok. And I'm like, now's not the time to catch me at a dispensary. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to be running high tomorrow. So watch out for the content. So I smoked and then I ate my breakfast and then I smoked again as someone messaged me that, like, I think it was Tori in Geneva was like, Kate, like, how's your run? And I was like, I got to smoke more because she just like prompted me. So (laughs) I did. And I got out the door and boy, boy, is that crazy goofy stuff. I decided to start recording like half a mile in where I was like, I'm just going to document like how I feel on my run. But it was the longest and the shortest run of my life. I'm very straight edge. I don't do shit like that. So anytime I put a substance in me, it probably reacts like I have a very strong reaction to it. So I start running, can't feel my feet, can't feel my legs. Um, My reaction time is definitely slowed. So like I felt like a car, not a car, I'm not, I'm not saying I was going to get hit by a car, girlies. I was fine. I made it taint, untainted the whole time. But when I'd stop at a stoplight, I stopped like a foot in front behind the stoplight. Like I was really far off in my distances. I felt like half the time I was like, are my feet weird? Like I was trying to catch myself a glimpse in the reflection of like any sort of building or establishment of like, am I running on my toes? Am I running like on my heels? Do I look like I'm walking? What's happening here? And then, yeah, I posted a TikTok if you want to watch it, but it was very interesting. And um, I probably won't be doing that often because 
boy, I wasn't fine until probably five minutes ago when we started podcasting. I was fucked up the whole day. I was writing emails and I just like couldn't. Be... I went to the grocery store. I forgot five things. It was like, how do you yeah, guys? That stresses me out. <laughs> I know. Like I was so stressed out the whole day, and luckily I didn't have anything to do, and that's intentionally why I like did this. But girls, like, how the fuck are you like smoking and then getting into your fucking job? If I had to get on an important call, blue would blow that. So crazy that people do that all the time. Crazy stuff. Yeah, that could never be me. Not having control of my body freaks me out. Um, Dude, but glad yeah. that you experimented. Yeah, I don't have anything crazy to speak on other than the fact that I have fallen back in love with Zevia. There's a grocery store across the street from me, and they sell Zevia individually by the can. I think Whole Foods does too, but it's in a weird location where I never check. Yeah. And I've been, you know, just needing little hits of serotonin, like, really badly lately. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're drinking Zevia because, not going to lie, Diet Coke kind of freaks me out. Yeah. I, like, will have a cheeky Diet Coke at work, but I always feel terrible afterwards. Not, like, mentally, but just physically, I feel disgusting. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, back on that ginger root beer game. And it's been a game changer for me and my mental well-being. Um. I guess we can talk about Christmas because that's happening next week. Yeah. I know I'm going home. I don't know where you're going, Kate. Yeah, I'm going home for Christmas and then I'll be going to Australia on the 30th. So I'll be in Minnesota for a bit to get the snow and then uh, we'll sayonara and I'll be across the globe, which is why we're not going to be potting mostly because I will not be doing work. Yeah, I don't um, really that. Do you have any good Christmas traditions that you do with your fam? Oh my god, my family's insane about Christmas. Like, my mom starts blaring Christmas music at 9 a.m. the day after Thanksgiving, which is, like, fully, like, white people shit. Like, I'm like, why do we have to play this early? We got our Christmas tree when I was home for Thanksgiving. Um, But the biggest thing we do is we make gingerbread houses, except they're made out of graham crackers. So they're, like, these huge-ass houses. My mom designs them, like, every single year. My brothers had, like, a coliseum. They had, like, a baseball stadium. They get very crazy. Mine had, like, an ice rink one year, had a snowboarding hill. And we did this one thing this year where most of the time we have, like, communal candy. And my mom has, like, 50 different types of candy on the table. Probably drops $500 easy for this, like, little tradition we do. And for me, in retrospect, as now I'm older, I feel like I start to think of, like, would I do this when I raise kids? And also my sister just bought a house and, like, is going to start popping out babies. So I keep thinking about, like, this thing that my parents did, would I do that? And I would not spend a single fucking dollar on holiday decor. Call me the Grinch, but it is crazy that people buy a new Christmas tree every year that buy the ornaments. $500 of ornaments, I bet some people fucking buy. Like, that is crazy to me. I'll do some shit. I'm not going to be a full miser. So, yeah, we do this big, like, um, gingerbread house thing, and it warms my heart with joy. Um, But we all got, like, we went to a candy store when we were home for Thanksgiving and got all these, like, specialty candies. So now we have all our own special candy just because everyone likes being a competitive freak. So I'd say that's the biggest uh, tradition that we do. But what about you? Any food or any memories? Um, yeah. Typically on my mom's side, we always do stockings with everyone. So we draw names on what like thanksgiving and it's with my entire mom's side and there's like i don't know probably 12 of us total including like my grandparents and whatnot and it's always like really silly and goofy there's always some toward some some type of like gag gift and then you know we'll do like a little fancy meal we usually do like lobster legs or whatever i think we're doing beef wellington this year which mm-hmm. we've done in the past and then my dad's side nothing crazy they're a little bit more on the wild side but we always do mussels as a food specialty item and then in terms of other regular traditions, no, we usually go to midnight mass. I'm like really Slay. showing off my true Midwest Catholic life upbringing. Um, but yeah, usually midnight mass. 
And then my dad always makes these ginger snap cookies that he's been making since I think I was born. And we always give those to Santa to eat. Um, and yeah, I like Thanksgiving. I think it's my parents get earth. Well, I like both, but Christmas is great. I just enjoy my parents get so excited about holidays. My mom is just obsessed with making her kids happy. And so she always goes all out in decorations. And I think it's like those little things that make you happy and grateful about life. So yeah, I dig, I dig Christmas. I did Christmas. I love the, you know, the joy and stuff. I think I'm just overall a miser about stuff like that. I don't know why, but I'm getting better at it. I think it's like when my, some of my family is so enthusiastic. I'm like, like my mom is fully like elf from the movie that she's like so crazy about it that I'm like, it's a lot. It's a lot of energy, but it's great. It's great to celebrate family and looking forward to seeing all of your girlies like Christmas meals and cookies and shit or Hanukkah or like any holiday you celebrate during these times. Um, Def post them in Geneva for some fun inspo. And um, yeah, it's the end of the year. It's December, which is crazy. We made it through another year of this damn podcast and meme empire. Um, Emma and I are excited for the next year. I feel like we're very like taking things a lot more seriously. We already take it very seriously, but I think acting upon it in some special ways, which would be cool. So we asked you guys questions on Geneva and then also on Instagram. And we got a lot on Instagram from some that are like, what's your favorite color? So we're going to weed through all the questions and hopefully your question will be answered in this little podcast. And if it doesn't, apologies in advance. Yeah. Um, I'll call you back and let's get into it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking athletic greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking athletic greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics, and let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. 
especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Have you experienced the trauma of chickpea cookie dough or freely the banana girl? Or do you wish there was a user manual on how to fix your cursed IBS? Because I sure do. We know it can be challenging navigating life when it feels like there are rocks in your stomach. So it may be beneficial for you to sign up for online therapy. I know that I get headaches when shopping for supplements like a geriatric elder, and I need to develop better coping skills when the mackerel is gone at the grocery store. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash CMOS. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash CMOS. All right, we're going to start off with the questions in Geneva. If you're not in Geneva, this is your sign to sign up. Uh, it's been in every podcast description. It is a community platform. You can meet some wellness besties. You can ask about supplements. You don't have to just DM us on the meme page. You can get thousands of besties, and some of them might even live close to you. It's crazy. Okay. So these are the questions from Geneva. The first one was like a two-prong question, which I thought was interesting. One, what are you most personally proud of? And then two, what are you looking forward to working on and changing for the upcoming year? Um, I guess we can both be proud of first. Mm-hmm. I think for me, like movement was the biggest thing that I really learned a lot about and like trusting my body. Like I think I was in a place with my relationship with running where I was like, I can't run long distances because it's going to trigger some sort of eating disorder relapse or some sort of like orthorexia or like over-exercising type thing, or I'm going to lose my period. And I always had this like fear about really getting into it again. And I think I talked about this in the orthorexia episode where there's no people, like not many people on the internet that talk about their relationship with movement and stuff like after having an eating disorder it's just like this la la land of like you have an eating disorder you're probably underweight you probably need to gain weight and then what is it like moving your body again after like you don't have to be like sedentary for the rest of your life if you don't want to you also can have like physique goals I know some of the CMOS girlies lift and shit or you can have endurance goals like me like I think I had that huge just like pardon my brain that I never trusted my body enough. And I think for me, like I really learned through, you know, sleep. I think that was one health thing I learned a lot about this year, my own sleep with tracking my whoop, like sleep recovery score every single day. And then also wearing it when I'm working out and I can test your strain. I think I've talked about the whoop before, or we did a full episode on fitness devices, but basically, yeah, just test your sleep and your strain. So it's really beneficial for athletes to make sure you're not pushing yourself too hard. And that was the biggest thing that I would say helped me train for the half marathon. And it's been helping me like adapt to stressors to train for the full, the full marathon that I'll have next year, kind of knowing like what to eat, what days I need to do less, like, am I overworking? Like, what do I need to scale back on? And I would say that's the thing that was like, I was most proud of in terms of like health, in terms of life, I think just figuring my life out working freelance, it was my first year doing this whole social media thing. 
And I'm really proud of like all the brands I got to work with. And I haven't signed on to management or anything. And I think the biggest point of like being proud was when I was talking to management, they're like, well, name like five dream brands you want to work with. And I was like, I don't really need management. I'm working with the dream brands I have right now. Like, sorry. So I think that was the biggest point where I'm like, I'm doing the thing that I wanted to do, I guess. So yeah. Yeah, I feel for me, I'm most proud of how much I've grown professionally within me and my nine to nine to five job. I do feel, you know, when you first enter the workforce, I'm sure a lot of girlies can listen that are listening relate to this. You know, you're really faced with a lot of unknowns and that can be really scary because, you know, in school you have a lot of structure and a lot of guidance from your teachers. And then once you enter into the real world, you kind of realize, oh, holy shit, there's no playbook to really, you know, follow. You just have to figure it out on your own. And, you know, I'm someone who definitely second guesses everything that I do. And I never really feel, you know, I can make executive decisions. And, you know, these past five or six months, I haven't had a manager and there's been a lot of things that I've had to like deal with. And that's like super scary for someone who's like chronically anxious like me. And I think I'm just proud of how I've been able to you know, take on all this additional work and, you know, still be able to manage doing CMOS girlies and like exercising and everything. Like I definitely have probably been overworking myself like a lot, but it's never really been a point where I've second guessed those decisions. And I'm really grateful that I've been able to still do everything that I love with the additional workload. And yeah, I think just like looking back, I never really thought that I would be in a position where I would feel so comfortable you know, speaking to, you know, senior leaders and being so articulate and, you know, making really good and smart decisions. And I think I've also proven a lot to myself, you know, to all my team members. And yeah, I think, you know, growing professionally is a lifelong experience and a lifelong journey. And for girlies who are, you know, maybe a little stressed out with work, or maybe you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Things always get better. And there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, the only way to really grow and learn professionally is through the unknown. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So something you would want to work on and change. I don't know if there's necessarily anything that I want to change right now. I feel pretty content with most aspects, but I think what I want to work on more is just, I think, opening up to more people on the internet. I do also just want to feel creative and excited again in that capacity that, you know, has been something that I've always have been, have cherished. And I've always been creative to some aspect. I used to have like a little jewelry line with my old roommate in my old apartment. That was really fun. I used to have like a blog back in the day and I just think I shared more about like my personal style and taste and that's kind of gotten shuttered for various reasons and so yeah I think going into the new year I just want to express more of like my personal identity because I know when I do feel I know I feel most confident when I am you know fully expressing myself and I do not feel that that has occurred this past year as much yeah I think for me this is two-pronged I think one in relation to work I definitely want to be more ballsy I think there's a lot that I missed out on opportunity wise the past year um, of stuff that I could have just asked for more, advocated for like a bigger opportunity and just dreamed a little bit bigger with stuff. Um, I'm definitely hoping to travel internationally a few times on solo trips. And I think I feel a lot more secure financially than I did back in 2020. So, or in 2021. So I feel like now I kind of have this ground under me and kind of know what I want to do with my life. And then I would say second personally, 
I want to get better at cooking. Like, I am just tired of being the bitch that makes the same thing every single day. And I want to, like, make bone broth. I want to make really specialty recipes. I have the time to do it. I have, like, the money to buy ingredients and stuff. And I don't want to just live in this, like... I think with food, I think if you get really, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, I don't care if I eat the same thing every single day, but I think sometimes it gets a little regimented and boring. So I want to like actually feel like I'm just picturing myself at 30 or like if I have kids in the future, I'm not making them like fucking like miso glazed mushrooms for dinner every fucking night. Like I want to know how to cook little things that I see at restaurants that are pretty, you know, easy that I have the skills to do. And just invest in myself in that way, just to keep more life more exciting and not feel like a fucking like hag. So those are the two for me. Um, we got a few questions from the girlies about like life and college and such. So one question was like study habits in college. Now I feel so removed from college at this point. I feel like I don't even remember that I went to yeah, college. I like don't even think I studied in college. So I'm gonna be no help here. I was a fucking nerd. Like took all of my tests and grades and shit way too seriously in retrospect, but was good in the moment. So study habits for me, I have never liked. Um. I think for, you know, this is so fucking hard for me to actually give advice on because I don't know if you're a bio major. I don't know if you're a fucking English major, but like when it comes to essays and shit, you get better at writing by writing. So write more, um, take criticism. People aren't trying to bully you. It's like a nature of life that you are going to get better through editing and critique. Um, when it comes to studying like memorization type shit, I worked really well when I had like intense Google Drive folders and I took intense notes, went back and copied them and made a study guide. Another thing that I would do before exams is like have a conversation about like, let's say a vocab word or like if you're at like a history test or something like that, try to sit in front of a mirror and explain it to yourself for five minutes like out loud because that's going to be proof that you actually know what the fuck you're talking about versus like just being able to memorize a sentence to copy and paste right down on that exam when it come in, comes up. Um, I think another thing is if you are studying with groups, which like I did here and there, it is nice to have that conversation where like, let's say the vocab word comes up, you can explain it to someone else. But this is something where like, yeah, a lot of it you will learn with time. I think there's like, if you're not a person that is super like planner, highlighter, aesthetic girly, you don't have to be, but that doesn't mean you're not organized and prepared. So I think just kind of decoupling that idea of like, to be a good student is to be the bitch with five highlighters. Like you don't have to do that in order to be like an effective student. Um, so I think just like learning that as you uh, go through school, but boy, do I not remember a lot about those days. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. Yeah, I remembered I it no... so intensely when I was in it, but now it's so far gone. Yeah, I don't have any study habits. I'm sorry. High school was a lot harder for me than college was. So I was kind of able to breeze through when it came to college, but kind of just find whatever study method works for you, I guess. Um, okay. How to accept never be in a relationship. So first I'm going to say never say never. However... <laughs> It is definitely easy to probably think, oh, I'm never destined for love if I've never had, you know, any sort of romantic relationship before. I don't know how old you are, whoever asked this question, but I'm presuming you're probably in your 20s. You know, everyone is meant to find someone at some point and it's going to happen. And yeah, that's like scary, probably not really knowing how or when. And that's sometimes something that I get caught up about, but I think just like finding not distractions, but really, you know, becoming really comfortable with who you are and really proud of your like personal identity, I think makes dealing with the aspect of not having someone easier. Like I'm so comfortable being by myself with who I am that, yeah, it would be great to have a partner, but 
I know I'm able to also fulfill all the things that I crave and want through myself. And that just makes, I think, navigating this a little bit easier. And I think just like not putting pressure on it and just like finding a supportive group of people that maybe aren't in relationships or if they are like don't really make that their full identity can also be helpful yeah I've definitely learned a lot about dating and relationships this past year um I think I have progressively learned more each year but I would say a book recommendation is all about love by bell hooks um it talks a lot about what love is it's a verb it's not just like some idea that you're gonna lock eyes with a stranger it's an action and it's like a dedication to someone which is like very interesting to read about and often and it, the book also just talks about like the sense of self you have to have in order to have be in a relationship but I think for me when it comes to dating because I know there's some people that are like scared to like go on that first date and I'm the person where I'm like just you could tell me to go on a date in 10 minutes and be ready to go like I'm just so beyond that I think being in New York and like being such a late bloomer to it I just went on a lot of dates at once um go into dating without the outcome that this is going to lead to a boyfriend or this is going to lead to whatever um life you know you can't control that and that's what you have to get over I've just really let go of control in like every aspect of my life this past year and I think with dating you're not going to be able to control if someone else likes you I think that's the biggest difficulty that a lot of young independent like really driven women have is that even if you put 150% into a fucking relationship, you do everything right. You really try hard. You really try that hard to like present yourself in a good way and make sure this person knows you like them. Dating is the only thing where hard effort does not equal result. Like hard effort. You could put hard effort into your job and get a promotion eventually, right? You could study really hard for an exam and eventually get an A and do all this stuff. Even if you put hard work into dating, you are not going to get the outcome, okay? So that, I think that was a huge changer or, like, something that changed my mind with dating that you can't be fixated on outcomes when you go into it and, like, it's a risk, but I think it's a part of life. And I think another thing that I feel like a lot of young independent women hear is I just feel like TikTok dating discourse has been so wacky recently um, with, like, choice feminism and stuff. And if you are a woman that craves to be in a relationship one day, you are not like quote a bad feminist. It is natural to want to be with a partner and like have someone to experience life with. I think when I think about the reasons that I want to get married someday, it's because like, damn, I went to Copenhagen and had this super awesome trip that I'm going to remember because it was like sick and I did it myself. But one day I would love to be able to travel the world with someone else. I would love to be able to like cook a meal with someone else. Like those things are valid for you to have and don't feel like you are not strong enough. You are broken because you crave that, right? Like all the bitches that come I mean, they come into my TikTok and whenever I'm like, why am I not? Why is dating not going well? And they're like, it's going to happen to you when you're not looking and work on yourself. It's like if you get that advice from your friends that always been in fucking relationships, just throw it out the garbage can. OK, I think Emma and I have a really good discourse about dating back and forth with each other. And I think that's a good thing that's helpful for us because we structure our lives the same you know, we are like robots of each other. And if you're taking advice from someone that's like completely opposite of you, a girl that's always been in a relationship, a girl that's always had a boyfriend and like male attention and you haven't, it's going to be really hard to get advice. Not saying don't take advice from those people, but like really try to find people that are like Emma said, your independent girlies and you guys can all kind of like share your experiences together. Um, question about running. Someone asked advice for running longer distances. You should only, I mean, this is the biggest advice I can give. I don't have much technical running advice, but you shouldn't increase your weekly mileage by more than 10% a week. So 
take that with a grain of salt. It's going to take a lot of time for you to increase distance. And that's why when you look at half marathon plans and like marathon plans, half marathon plans are like upwards of 12 weeks and marathon plans are like 20 weeks. So I would say just give yourself a lot of time to adapt to that because it is additional pressure on your body. Also with running longer distances, you need to eat more. Um, So just take that in consideration. Like over time, you're going to have to like learn how to do that as well with training and then also running slower. That's going to be the biggest way that you can increase distance. I think when I first got into running, I was focusing on getting faster. I was never running longer distances. And when I was trying to get faster, obviously like I wasn't focused on slowing down and like running longer and having that whole heart heart rate zone and zone two thing. So I would say those would be the biggest piece of advice is how to make journaling a habit. Emma, I don't know if you journal or not. Um, I try and I always, you know, forget to do it. So I'm the worst person for this. I, yeah, no prompt ideas. I just kind of will write when I feel the need to. Yeah. For me, I have a daily journaling practice, which I'll say. Um, It's from a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. It's a 14-week workbook, so it's not like a really intense book to read. The book is like 150 pages max, but you read through every chapter, like one, one chapter a week, and it'll give you different exercises to do throughout the week. But in week one, you learn this this exercise called morning pages. And essentially, you get a journal, you write down three pages of unconscious, unconscious, I always say that wrong, is that right? Stream of consciousness thoughts. So you wake up and three pages seems really daunting in the beginning and you might just write really boring shit like, I'm going to go make coffee. I have a busy work meeting later today. My left toenail hurts. Like you say really dumb shit in the beginning and it's not going to feel super eloquent and like you're really getting anywhere. But then with time, I feel like there's some similar themes that come up in all of my morning pages. It's really good to just have like a consistent practice with journaling. So I would say that's like my biggest journaling prompt because it's like not super narrow of like what's one thing you're grateful for because you might wake up one day and like feel like shit and like trying to find gratefulness when you're not feeling it could be really hard and could discourage you from journaling so I kind of like that morning pages is like random and just like write whatever the fuck you want um so that would be my my journaling thing for you girlies but I feel like there's journals you can buy with like prompts and stuff too capitalism breeds innovation these days so yeah i'm sure there's plenty of rallies on tiktok that can give you journaling prompts that will last you until like 2027 um but those are the geneva questions we're going to get into instagram next so we'll chat with you guys in a hot second let's do it Okay, besties, CMOS Rillies, we are back with the Instagram questions. We got quite a few. Again, if we don't get to your question, sorry, not sorry. Uh, Okay, so let's start off. I'm not going to read off also your Instagram handle because I probably will butcher your name. Um, So the first is going to be best wellness thing you've done this year. Hmm. I I don't know what the best wellness thing I've done this year is. Let me ponder good thing we started with this one babes <laughs> I'm like why'd you pick this um I don't know I thought you had an answer for it that's why I thought you picked it um wellness thing I've done for me probably buying my Garmin and my whoop um I know fitness data is not that accurate 100% of the time but if you're working with like the same data all the time it's better than working with no data and it's helped my running a lot it's helped my sl- street streep oh my god my sleep and stress recovery a lot as I mentioned in the intro I feel probably maybe the best thing that I've done is just really hone in on like the actual supplements that I want to take and being consistent with them. I think early days of me being into health and wellness, I would just take a bunch of random supplements for the sake of taking them without really any type of end goal in mind. 
And now I think I've gotten older and I've realized, okay, these are the supplements I want to take. This is like what I want to spend money on. And I think I've seen actually results for my supplements now just because I'm being smarter with how I take them. Yeah, that's good. Um, We got a few questions about merch. So to answer this, even though I feel like we've answered this a lot in Geneva, the reason that we don't do merch all the time is because Emma and I have to do this individually from our credit cards. And as you can imagine, when all of you guys order $20 of merch, my credit card is getting pinged uh, hundreds and hundreds of times. And my bank is like, what the fuck is going on there? That is to say, though, um, I'm doing this exciting thing personally with a company in 2023, and I hope that there will be CMOS girlies merch through it. So it won't be until like March of 2023, but it'll be like really high quality merch. So you look forward to that. But no, we're not really prioritizing merch as we go into the new year. I think we're going to be prioritizing like TikTok mostly and just like meet, reaching more people that like could be CMOS girlies. I think that's one thing that Emma and I feel like we're really passionate about is like expanding beyond the the niche cult we have right now. Yeah, I completely agree. I think merch doesn't really do much in terms of growing CMOS girlies. It just adds more value to the current, you know, listenership or followers that we have, which is great. But I do think there's a whole lot more potential when it comes to CMOS girlies and the things that we can do content wise. Uh, Not saying the merch will never come back, but for the time being, yeah, don't expect any right now. That's why when we say, like, got to get your merch when we have it live. You got to get your merch. And we've done it four times, girly. So don't act like we haven't done it. Um, One question I think is interesting. Flavor combination of the year and like iconic, iconic like wellness moments or core memories. Like what are some food combos that we always go to that we've like discovered this unlocked this past year? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. I feel that I had a big miso tahini moment, even though I feel that flavor combination has been around and I've done it a lot in the past. I would say that has been a big highlight for me in terms of flavor combinations. I've really gotten into honey. I think that's been a big one that like, even as like a pre-workout, like honey and some nuts or honey and like some fruit or something. I don't know. It's just like a flavor that I'm always craving right now. And um, that's definitely been a fixation for me. I think mackerel, like when we were so deprived of mackerel, I feel like whenever it's back, I always love the way that it plays with like arugula and a salad, like I said last week. Also cottage cheese, big year for cottage cheese for us and Greek yogurt girl. Um, Those have to be two of them. I would also say probably steak. I've been cooking myself a lot of steak this past year because I finally got a cast iron skillet. So yeah, definitely a meaty year for me. A meaty year for Emma. Um, I don't know what other ones I have. I we've been eating the same stuff for the past five years yeah like maybe a different protein powder or something I swear to god I go through like a bag of maca powder in like half a week that I'm just overdosing on yeah me too there was a lot of questions on our new year's resolutions I feel that we I don't have any on this in the previous episode but I think it kind of just connects to things that we hope to change that we answered in our Geneva questions so whatever we said 10 minutes ago is our new year's resolution yeah, in ter- like resolution, I feel like that's I never want to do that. It's kind of like the whole like oh like diet culture esque. I know that's not what this person meant, but I'm I don't even think about a New Year's resolution. Um, got a few about running, running after quitting nicotine. I don't have any personal experience with that. How do you eat something high? Whoa! How do you eat something without 
vomiting before a run okay this is just a big thing for the girlies because like we talked about intermittent fasting and we talked about eating before a workout give yourself time to digest before you go do movement okay you know when your mom was like you eat something you need an hour before you jump in the water that's because digestion is an energetic process so like if you're gonna digest and then you go run it's not gonna do well so just give yourself a little more time um Here's the question would you rather go back to 2012 for a day or 2020 2032 excuse me for a day oh i'm like it would give me nothing to real okay here's my thought i would love to go back and be a kid and be like super grateful for like childhood because when you're in the moment you're kind of like i just want to be older right but if you were to go back in the past would that then change where i am now because i would do something different and then everything would change you know any little change in the past would change what you're doing right now correct but I would also, I think I'd want to go in the future because I sometimes get freaked out about like what I'm going to be doing when I'm 30. You know, like, am I going to get married one day? Like, what am I going to be? Ugh. And so I'd love to see a glimpse of like, okay, you're fine, Kate. And then I think it would help me ease into like the present. If that made sense. Yeah, I think I have the same feeling towards this. I do feel going back would be fun just to kind of relive the memories but for someone who also gets very anxious about the future, I think just knowing that everything will be okay and seeing where I'm at would give current me a lot of, you know, stress would relieve, relieve my body. Let's say that. Yeah. Got a lot of questions like tips for someone getting into health or fitness or wellness. Um, I think like sort of any sort of like lifestyle change or any you know, community you want to tap into, like having a really strong why of why you do it. You know, if you're going to go drop a million dollars on some sort of fashionable item that you don't really give a fuck about beyond just like, I am now a fashion girly, it's not going to stick. So I think it's like, if you have all the money in the world and you want to go buy supplements, like go ahead and do it. But knowing like what you want to quote, do you want to feel better? Like, what are you currently struggling with health wise? I think that can guide when it comes to at least supplements, like what you're kind of looking for. And then in terms of like, fitness i think you have to just do something you like it's not going to stick if it feels like torture or punishment um and in terms of wellness i think just being open to learning and changing your mind i think a lot of people get really shut off when you're like what am i supposed to be doing am i supposed to be doing paleo or keto and you get struggled with like you struggle with you know searching shit and getting contradictions i think it's just taking that changing that 180 of like oh my God, there's so much opportunity. You know, I get to learn about my body. You know, I think some of the older like dudes in podcasts, they always say like eating is an opportunity, which I don't like to go that far to be like, it's an opportunity for me to see how I feel after I eat like a brownie sundae. Like that's kind of weird. Like just enjoy it and shut up. But it is an opportunity, right? Like it is an opportunity to see like, oh, did I feel like shit after I ate French fries? Or did I feel like shit after I ate brown rice versus white rice versus quinoa like you you know you you are collecting data and you have that opportunity to like make decisions and change all the time yeah i think you kind of nailed it on the head with that one i Um, don't think i said anything substantive at all but that was mine there was one question about the best advice and recommendations to help with anxiety so i feel this is going to be very personal to each person And, you know, figuring out how to manage and deal with anxiety takes time and is something that you're always going to have to work with because you're going to probably feel anxious about different things at different points in your life, whether that's work-related, you know, money-related, relationship-related. But generally speaking, you know, if you are 
anxious, it's probably because you're thinking about something that's in the future or probably obsessing over some minor mistake or some situation. And you're probably, you know, going to worst case scenario of like, oh my God, this is what the outcome is going to be. And for me, what has helped me is actually, you know, those moments where I've been really anxious about a situation. Once it's passed, I've realized, oh, wow, Emma, you made yourself anxious for no fucking reason because all those worst outcomes that you were projecting in your mind didn't even happen. And so I think the more and more you live and go through those anxious, you know, moments or experiences, the easier it gets to manage and sort of expect and project what like the actual real outcome will be. And, you know, for me, my way to kind of release my anxiety is to go on like a really nice, long, casual walk and just listen to some ambient music. And, you know, I think movement is one of the best ways to deal with anxiety. I haven't really found supplements to be a way to help manage anxiety. Some people have had great success with adaptogens, not saying that they're not, you know, something that will work for you. But for me, that hasn't been something that's made a huge impact in my life. Yeah, 100% agree with that. It's going to be all individual. I think for me with anxiety is breaking stuff up. You know, when I was in college, I get really anxious. Like, let's say I have a 25 page paper due. Okay, Kate, you don't have to write the 25 page paper in one sitting. Okay, so like you're gonna do five pages one night and then you're gonna edit the five pages like in three days from now. Breaking stuff up into actionable steps versus this like insurmountable task is something that can be really helpful in terms of like professional settings, like deadlines and work and stuff. Instead of just feeling like it's all piling up, it's way too accomplish, way too difficult to accomplish. Um, in terms of like personal stuff, I get anxious. I think I don't like those like attachment style things. I've never like taken the quiz or whatever to get them, but I definitely know I have anxious attachment attachment with dating just from coming from nothing ever working out in my life. Um, and so it's like okay, the the kind of the periods of like you went on a first date with someone and now you're waiting to go on the second date. I would have anxiety soon as I leave that first date. Like I would just be like, all right, are they going to text me? What do I have to do? Do I need to text them? Are they going to? That is the personal anxiety that I feel all the fucking time, and I think the you have to once again detach yourself from outcomes and just like live with it you know um I think that's been the biggest thing someone also asked like what was your worst and best date worst date all of them I'm still single it didn't work out <laughs> like I don't know I'm not even excited I, the girlies that know I would not want to talk about dating really these days um but yeah I'm back in the apps unfortunately so live laugh and love um, yeah, I didn't really go on many dates this year, really. Maybe like five max. I also, was in kind of a semi-serious thing for the first half. And honestly, it's been nice to not have to worry about any of that. But yeah. I'm sure I'm sure there'll be some cursed dates coming soon for me. Coming soon. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling dates. it in my bones. <laughs> I'm feeling you sitting in Maria Hernandez Park again. Yeah, waiting. yikes. Oh, um, I kind of forgot that date happened um, also anyway. can, we, can we talk about the date because now that i know you're on tiktok like scrolling on tiktok at least too like the dating wrapped like the spotify wrapped like cosplay when people do their dating wrapped how the fuck are y'all remembering it sorry if i'm just such a whore and such in the streets but how are you remembering i went on 13 dates yeah i could not honestly tell you. once i go on a date i pretty much block it from my memory I remember it's like if I've seen someone for like a month, I really remember obviously a lot about that. But if I've gone on two dates with you in March, I'm sorry. I'm a bad person. I do not remember who the fuck I was dating in March. 
yeah no me neither it's crazy and then they're like how things ended like i ghosted they ghosted i'm like i do not remember any of this actually not gonna lie whenever those tiktoks pop up i actually don't think i've ever watched a single one no, i'm too. like i don't care enough but I watched one a lot of people also do them about like my the amount of times i cried this year i'm like oh. damn you remember all the times you cried girl it's like you can't remember that ptsd shit you have to like get rid of it that's kind of crazy yeah. Anyway, um, um, your ride or die pancake toppings. I've you're recently, the pancake queen. Yeah, I recently have been doing bananas and um honey and pistachios, chocolate chips, and bacon on the side. My fire alarm goes off every time I start thinking about cooking bacon, but I power through and I still do it. Um, that's been like my post run breakfast. That's been making me feel good least recently. Yeah, I haven't made pancakes in a while, mainly because I'm lazy and don't have time. But yeah. I feel when I was in my big pancake phase, it was always like coconut yogurt. I think coconut flakes, frozen blueberries, probably some sort of nut, whatever nut was in rotation. That's a very boring combination, but that's all that I can recall in this current moment. Yeah, it's a good one. Um. Most iconic moments of 2022. We can do CMOS girlies then personal. So CMOS girlies, probably the Geneva billboard was iconic. The way I forget that even happened this year. Yeah, I really got to scroll through the camera roll sometimes to like remember that we do stuff. That was probably iconic. Um, I mean, we did merge. That was like whatever. Um, the podcast rebrand, like the new logo. I feel like we just kind of like let off the cuff then. Yeah, that was really quirky and random about random of us oh Our you know what we also did we did that clothing swap thing at oh that was stories. funny Distant very memory. random i feel many random things happened yeah a lot of random shit but i mean we did the live podcast like that was this year mm-hmm interesting but i was gonna say like our bringing magnesium to the club era um that happened for a good two days that was cool um i mean the supple era which is still ongoing as you know we have not raised a single penny for that but but we will we will in 2023 i'm manifesting emma's a manifestation girly i mean i'm pretending to be for the yeah for the sake of it um (laughs) personal iconic moments i mean like the things that i remember like a lot are like signing with hoka i remember going to copenhagen a lot i remember uh running my half marathon it's kind of about it i think like i mean there's obviously a lot of other stuff but those would be like big things that i really like remembered i think for me mine aren't as major but i rekindled a lot of friendships this past Mm. year and that has been a really good feeling just to kind of reconnect with people and realize like, oh, wow, we are meant to be friends. And I think when you're able to just pick things up right where you left them is such, it's like one of the best feelings in the world. And yeah, I'm just really grateful for all the people that I now have in my life again. Yeah. I think on a more personal note, I think for me, I'm like, my sister got married and I think that like changed a lot. Like if you've had a sibling go like be married or have kids or anything, it really changes your relationship with your family and with childhood and with all of that change. I think like prior to them officially getting married, I was always like, damn, I'm losing my sister. Like she has someone now and I don't have someone. And now it's like, you can't go back to the past. It's like, that's just life now. And I'm going to be a crazy aunt. And I think I've realized the importance of family too. And just, you know, when you see your parents get older, it's hard. 
um or you see them you know i think when you noticed aging i think that's a really difficult thing like you notice they're not able to do things that they were able to do five years ago uh kind of accepting mortality is something that i think i learned a lot this year yeah that's always one to work (laughs) always one to ponder always one to ponder uh let's see here okay there was one about drinking. Okay, so drinking makes me feel bad, but I enjoy a casual drink at a party slash date. How to avoid a hangover. So I would say I don't really get hungover as much anymore versus when I did in high school. But biggest things, you you got to eat before or throughout the day. You know, if you're planning on drinking, I've made many mistakes where I probably didn't eat enough. And that fucks you over mm-hmm. and just drinking and staying hydrated, like drinking water, obviously. And, you know, if you are at a party having an alcoholic beverage and then having a glass of water and then an alcoholic beverage, I know that's like fucking annoying, but yeah. you got to do it. And then when you get home, have water. I feel even if you're not hungry, you should still eat something Same. after a night of drinking. I always make sure I do that. Even if I'm not really in the mood to eat and I just want to go to bed, I always feel a million times better. So I would say those are the main things. And, you know, if you do feel slightly hungover, drink your electrolytes, girlies. Totally. Electrolytes, honestly, that would be a big game changer. Like, I got into that a lot. I was in the ER in, I think, March. And it was, like, appendicitis. It was, like, weird stomach pain for two days. They were, like, okay, you don't have COVID. You don't have the flu. You might have appendicitis. You might have ovarian cysts. And I had none of it. And I think in retrospect, what I had was calcium stones because I was really dehydrated because I was running a lot. I was only drinking water. I wasn't drinking electrolytes. So I'd say that's a big one. Like whenever I get home, because the only time I drink is on a date. Like if I go out, I just want like, whatever, I don't need this. But when I go on a date, oftentimes the guys don't really like, you don't get food with it, which sucks because I feel like guys don't think that like this will affect the girl I'm going out with. So I always eat when I get home and then I make sure to make like a drink of magnesium and electrolytes and do that. Um, Like I said, you know, eat a banana the next day or eat a spoonful of salt or something like that to get yourself back in balance perhaps sweat it out the next day that could feel good too and i will say even if you do feel hungover you know i think a lot of people who are into health and wellness always you know beat themselves up when they are drinking or if they feel like shit or if they went too hard and honestly like it's fine life's about balance like i was wouldn't say i was hungover this past weekend but i definitely didn't feel my best after going out but yeah you know you still have so many great memories from the night before and i think that obviously overrides everything else yeah totally someone said favorite media you consumed um trying to think for you and i what media we've consumed that has been interesting podcast books movies youtube videos oh i have to give this rec i keep trying every time i'm at the gym doing abs i always want to send this in geneva and i keep forgetting it's a girl on youtube that i really like i feel like all of us know about miss mad fit um who had to choke hold on all of us also that remember that man she was dating kyle or some shit are they together um i haven't kept up with her in oh i follow her she's interesting um and there's this new bitch that i follow not bitch woman sorry i use that off the cuff no not offensive to her but she makes really good ab exercises her youtube is train with gains by brains i do not know what the fuck her first name is um it's your new training but oh i did not know her name was sophie but she makes really good ab exercises i'm gonna send it in geneva right now um so i do not forget that would be a piece of media that i was consistently consuming that was fun also just like hip mobility shit like i'm getting so many videos on my explore page on instagram for that tiktok as well i think those have been a big resource of mine i mean i think this person was probably asking for like movies and like fun shit but those are two media pieces that i consumed 
Yeah, I watched a lot of videos on TikTok about proper form when it comes to lifting because you're never really taught that in high school and you just have to learn it on your own. And it's really awkward because you can't really see how your muscles are getting engaged if you're doing back exercises. Yeah. So that is a very niche type of media that I've been consuming. Other than that, Kate and I are notoriously known for not watching TVs or movies. So I don't have anything in that realm. I was going to say for podcast, Huberman Lab, I learned about this year. That was the big one um he's a goat obviously i think all of you guys know who that is already but he does like really good scientific episodes but he also is not talking down to you in a really annoying way so that's super chill um books i honestly had a really low reading year the first two years of the pandemic i just like was reading a book every week i had to scale back a little bit on that so sorry no books for me yeah, no books for me. Yeah, I definitely would say Andrew Huberman and I don't know, just just the usuals, just being chronically online. The usual folks. There's no like TikTok accounts that I like tr- particularly fixated on too much. I mean, there's a few. It's like weird to think about a year because I'm like, oh, there was like a funny one last week, but like there's probably new content every fucking week that I listen to. Okay, here's best content. Or you you go. You can go. I was, was going to say best content is CMOS Rally's memes, obviously. Amen. Um, okay. So this person is asking, Emma says for Kate and vice versa, what vegetables she would be or like similar vibe and energy. So basically when you think of me, Kate, what vegetable comes to mind? What the fuck? I'm some thinking of the vegetables in my head. You have to do it too. So it's, it's... I know. Um, ah, that's so weird. I don't know. Uh, um, you don't. It does, there, there doesn't need to be a deep answer. I was just gonna say arugula because I feel like it it pairs well with a lot. It's very like, like I don't know. I mean, is this? I'm supposed to like make connections to you? Yeah, like <laughs> what vegetable? What vegetable do I give off? I don't know. I'll stick with arugula. But what I was like getting at is, I'm like, you work very well in high stress environments, and I feel like arugula is a very like spicy like that green that people say and so you have to like it has to do well with other things like that you mix it with and I feel like as you're kind of talking about your own year like you were put in a lot of like challenging situations and I feel like you did well with that um I don't know good for your gut you have a strong gut I feel like you have very strong intuition about your life um your goals and girl boss desires and such and yeah was that deep enough for the listener that was deep enough for okay. some reason, the first vegetable that came to my mind for you is an artichoke mm. because I don't know the reasoning, <laughs> but I'm going to try to make this, you know, all connect. Yeah. I think that, you know, with artichokes, it's very easy for people to just kind of, you know, take a look at them and sort of like shrug away. Not saying that you're like someone who's like easy to like ignore, but you have like so much potential. And then like once people experience you or experience an artichoke for the first time, they're like, oh, damn, I was sleeping on this. And I think a lot of, you know, brands, people, men were probably sleeping on you. And I think a lot of them are regretting it. And, Mm. you know, I think also artichokes kind of have like a little bit of attitude. And are like, if you're going to like sleep on me, I'm going to keep on moving on and doing my thing. And that I feel is you and what has happened to you this past year. I was really concerned about this question. I was like, this is going to be a random question. But hey, look at we pulled some bars out of our ass um i think that's the app so 
thank you guys for a beautiful year um it's been interesting because i feel like some of you guys are like i need more episodes and i'm like oh my god i don't even know what we could podcast about but as we said before we're going to be exploring more tiktok and just more ways to stay connected with you guys um we know the pods are cool we know they're not everyone's cup of tea and we just want to make sure we're staying relevant relatable to you guys and like giving you information that you want to hear about yeah i think kate and i for the longest time kind of only viewed us as podcasters but I think we're a media months, we've realized, yeah, we're a media media company. organization. And at the end of the day, we just want to make, you know, health and wellness content and information fun for Gen Z. And, you know, maybe podcasting isn't always the best way to articulate that information to you guys. And I do think it will be fun for us and you guys to maybe see us explore different media outlets, whether that's TikTok and other content i don't know other platforms not like we're going to be tweeting about the gut microbiome but um who knows maybe we will who knows but that's that um tbd what we'll be podcasting on in the next year the memes will be the same the memes the memes never go away but we're just gonna be figuring out podcasting shit more and i'll be across the globe and emma and i will have to be like connecting somehow so that'll be a fun yeah i don't know how we're gonna month. do that but we'll figure it out oh i was gonna say in regard to the memes if anyone just like some meme templates you want to send our way feel free because i'm i'm personally struggling oh I can't you're lazy find any templates <laughs> no i'm not lazy i just i go on explorer page Get the same and shit. yeah it's the fucking stick man yeah and then i go on to, and then i go on to whatever pinterest and it's memes from 2012. And I'm like, you mean- guys don't want that. And I'm like, I okay, I can do another SpongeBob, but I've done all the SpongeBob, you know, reaction photos at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. I didn't mean lazy. I meant that like Kim Kardashian is like, people aren't working hard these days. Girl, <laughs> Kim K, if you saw how hard I was looking, working, finding a meme. <laughs> For meme shit. Girl, it's you a niche problem to have. I, once again, a lot of people post memes and I'm not saying we post a lot, but there's a lot of meme pages that post like once a week. So we're, we're very active. We need a lot of templates in this in this world. But yeah. um, what a beautiful pod. What a beautiful Tuesday evening. Um, I'm, it, you know, it's a pleasure to pod and create this media empire and we'll see what's to come in the next year, dog. Yeah, I'm excited and I'm excited and I'm excited. Uh, awesome to hear. <laughs> Happy for us. Um, thank you, CMOS Grillies, and we will talk to you next year. Bye. Bye.